Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. Tonight, I want to read the Word of God. So good to see everybody in the house of the Lord tonight. Sunday morning and Sunday night, God spoke to the church. He did. Spoke to the church. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, but as unto babes in Christ. He said, I have fed you with milk, not with meat. For hereto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now or now, not even now, are you able. For yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying, there's things that shows me among you that you're not grown yet, strong enough. Strife, divisions are not carnal. You're not carnal, but hey, you walk as men. Something the Lord put in my spirit for tonight. In the last few weeks, we've been talking about prayer and, and the spirit and getting the presence of God. And the Lord checked my spirit tonight, the, other, the last two days in prayer here and give me a word for tonight. And my title is this tonight. I want to talk to you with the word of the Lord. My title is tonight, Resistance, the Process. Resistance is the process. I said resistance is the process. And there are many of you tonight that need need this word. You need to hear it and receive it in your heart because God's got an answer for you. He told me it was for tonight. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your absolute mercy and grace that you give us every day. Father, I talked to you the last few days, but I talk to you now again. The throne is no stranger to me. I stand here many times. And I'm asking you to bless these great people tonight, weariness in the body and the spirit. And I'm asking you, Father, to help me with your anointed word, to sow the seeds in the hearts that receive it. And God, give revelations to the minds that will open up God and receive it. Bless us tonight in your holy name, we pray. Amen. Somebody give him a praise. can be seated, saints. For a man to beat 300 pounds, he has to mature his body into being able to bear the weight of 300 pounds. It is a process of training that he has to go through to reach that level of strength. He has to go through a training process to prepare his body to bear that weight. You just don't go in no gym and say, I'm going to pick up 300 pounds. You got to mature your body to where that you can bear the weight of 300 pounds. It is a process of development you go through to be able to reach that strength, to be able to bear the weight that you're going to take on. The same saint of God is with with some in their lives trying to lift something that 
their lives are not spiritually strong enough yet to bear it, but yet they ask for it. I'm preaching. Paul calls the Corinthians infants in their Christian lives because they were not spiritually healthy or mature enough to where they need to bear what they bear. The proof was in their grumbling as children, he called them. They wondered why they were where they were, why or where we are now. What's the reason? Paul was giving them a reason because you can't even grow from what I give you and that's why you're staying where you're staying. Paul said it's because you haven't grown. And you got to understand immature saints are are worldly. They are controlled by their own desires and the lust of the flesh. Because they're not led by the Spirit, they're led by their own desires. To grow, saint of God, you've got to be willing to be fed the Word of God and obey the Word of God to obtain what you want from God. You see, they refuse to eat the Word. Paul said, until you get ready to grow, you'll stay right where you are. You stay the same when you get uh, to a place, and but you refuse to grow in the Word of God. You'll stay the same spiritually, and you'll stay the same in your life. But Ephesians, Paul writes to the Ephesian church. In Ephesus 4, he tells us this right here in verse 22. He said that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Then he said, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You see, he said you got to throw off your old sinful nature, your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. We are to throw it off. We are to change ourselves. Instead, we are to let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, he said. Let's go back the last few weeks I've been preaching about. It is the Spirit that helps change your attitude. It helps change your spirit. Put on, he said, your new nature. It is our job to put it on. It's our job to grow. It's our job to change. Create to be like God, truly righteousness and holiness. He said, put on. Somebody shout, put on. You are to put on through the Holy Ghost that you're filled with, it will help you put it on. But you see, Jonah stayed in the belly of the well, the fish, until he chose to change. How many tonight are going to stay right where you are because you have not chose to change from what you are? you got to be willing to change from what you are to have a change. In darkness, oppressed, he decided to cry out and change where he is. 
He was willing to go to Nineveh at first. He said, I'm not going to Nineveh. He said, I'm not going down there and preach. How many tonight is where you are because you're refusing to move spiritually to where he's telling you to move to. He's telling you to change an attitude, a spirit, or, or something in your life. You've got to move this out. You've got to change this. And yet you're fighting that change with everything in you and, and nothing is happening. But Jonah, he'll be a witness to you. The quicker that you cry out to God and say, Lord, I'm willing to change where I'm at spiritually. I'm willing to change what I'm doing. It's the quicker God would deliver you out of the place that you are. You may be bound, oppressed spiritually. You may be bound spiritually, physically, or financially. It seems like the hands of poverty has on your life. But I'm here to tell you of a mighty God that every time his people has cried out to him, he has heard their cry. So if there's anyone in this room tonight that desires to change, I tell you as Jonah would tell you, you may be in darkness, you may be oppressed, you may be down in the pits of nothing, but your cry will turn the very ear of God to you. So I would just sit there and let where I am hold me. I would open my voice, pump my lungs up, and begin to cry out to an almighty God that can deliver you out of that spirit of oppression that's holding your life. I would cry out to him because he's a God that will hear your cry. Wow, hey, I feel him. Some will stay where they are spiritually, oppressed, depressed, bound until they decide to listen and to obey. But you see, growing in God is a process of time. Growing in God is a process of time. You got to understand the perfect example is Joseph is a perfect example from the moment that he received the dreams from God. He started facing resistance. Now I'm facing walking the Holy Ghost because he's already showed me I heard him right. Resistance is a process of growing. There's no Mayberry living for God. Let me say it again. I said there's no Mayberry living for God. There's no perfect place that you can find where there's no devil, no trouble, no adversity, no difficult. There's no Mayberry. But you see, saint of God, and resistance comes from all parts of our life. I said resistance comes from all parts of our life. Physical. Getting older. I'm telling you, you wake up and say, where did that come from? 
In your mind, Paul Garrett always told me, son, my mind's good. It's my body that's shut down. And the more that I live, the more I say, amen, Paul Garrett. Because my mind could get out here and jog five miles. But about a half a mile, my body's saying, you need to quit. You hear me? Resistance comes through all parts of our life. There is no sweet place you can get to stay to keep you from resistance. But it seems like there is a fight within all of us. We shout amen that we're trying to find that place. Maybe go to a certain place in the Smokies or certain place on the beach or certain fishing hole or a certain campsite or a certain place. We can find that sweet spot that where there is no resistance. You can lie, but I ain't going to lie. I've tried to find it. But every time I get back home, I feel resistance. But you see, saint of God, we got to look at it like this. There are things that you do that can help you live better spiritually, live better physically, and live better financially. But after receiving Joseph's dream, his life started facing resistance just because that you are a child of God, born again child of God, doesn't mean that you're not going to face resistance. It doesn't mean because you're blood-bought, baptized in His name and filled with His mighty Spirit. It doesn't mean that there's no resistance going to come against your life. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 tells us this, that hath no temptation taken you, but such as is coming to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that? You're able. But will, with the temptation, with what you're going through, also he will make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Paul tells us right there, it's going to come. That's why many of us are sitting here tonight. Our minds are all clogged up with the things that we're feeling resisting us. And we really can't worship or say amen like we want to because we're feeling resistance. Yep. But you see, Jesus did not say that he would keep us out of it. He said he'd help us bear it. Understand this. Some resistance is from not even where you're at. But the resistance comes from, those, from others that don't want you there. Joseph's brothers begin to resist him because they become jealous of what he said God gave him. There's some place that you're at, the resistance you're feeling is not from the place you're at, but it's from the people that are jealous of you of where you're at. I know some of you don't even have a clue what I'm talking about. Let me explain to some of you folks that done went to sleep. There'll be places and times in your life that you're in a place that things look good in your life. 
And everybody don't know that you're going through hell. But there'll be people on the side that become jealous of you because of what God gave you and start talking about you and running you down and talking bad stuff about you when you didn't even ask for the resistance. They'll try to resist for what God's doing for you. Now, a lot of you act like you ain't never been there, but those of us who have knows what it feels like. We know what it feels like. And don't tell me resistance don't bother you when it comes that way. You listen to me, saint of God. You hear me now. Many start to think, oh, I feel my spirit of the Holy Ghost. Many start to think because they feel resistance that God hasn't heard them or they're out of the will of God. We feel like when we get feel resistance, God ain't heard me, or I'm out of the will of God. The devil's fighting me. Hold on, Susie. It may be God put you through the resistance. You see, that is, Paul said, you gotta, you got to eat the word. The reason you're not growing, you're not accepting what I'm giving you. And God is trying to give us something through our resistance to strengthen us to who we can grow to the next level he desires for us to go, but we don't want to eat what we're going through. Just because he had, come on, a dream from God did not ensure him to have an easy road. Saint of God, there are events that will occur in our lives that will move you to a place that God has appointed you. Every event that's going on in your life has a purpose for you. Every physical battle, every spiritual battle, every financial battle, every family battle has a purpose for God to move you to another place. If I was you, I'd make I rejoice over my pain. Because your pain is trying to strengthen you to bear the weight to where God's trying to carry you to. You can't move there until he prepares you for the place. Let me tell all you, you think you're going to get married. You think you read, I had a lady one time come here, she read all the love stories, love story books. She was an idiot. She, all, she told us, every day I come home, uh, every day, my husband's going to meet me at the threshold and going to tote me across it. I said, you're an idiot. Go have me flowers waiting on me. <laughs> yeah, it ain't going to be like that, baby. You thinking, boy, I, we, we love and kiss and we can do all this, and buddy, it's going to pay the bills. It's going to keep everything smooth and all right. I assure you that ain't the way it's going to be. I assure you you're going to feel some resistance. And some of you need to take life lessons that you're going through to teach you how to live with somebody else. I knew it would be like this, Jesus. 
because you don't like resistant preaching. You want faith preaching. But God sends you resistance to prepare us to go to the next place he has for us. You, you won't only be able to handle what he's gave us if we don't hold on. We can't go through what we're going through. You see, saints, there are events that will occur. Without resistance, you cannot handle the weight that you're going to carry in the next level of phase of life. There's events that my wife and I have gone through that I never in my life thought that I would face and have to go through. But I can tell you right now, Brother Josh, every book I've read in my life about leadership, every book I've read about dealing with problems, the training that I have with the police department to deal with situations, Brother Steve, you've been there, dealing with high-stress situations, dealing with shootings, guns pulled. I've been there. That training prepared me better spiritually and better physically how to handle situations at a bare moment. Now, I, now I, can, I can handle it. I can handle when, when situations rise highly and it gets tough and tight. You know, I, I, it don't bother me to have a conflict. It don't, bother, it don't bother me to stand up. You know, it don't bother me when things get dark bad. It don't bother me. But, you know, my wife is on the different point. She don't like conflict. She wants to turn. I don't want to deal with it. Well, let me deal with it. But it didn't come overnight. It wasn't that easy to happen. God had to prepare me to do it. Am I making sense to some of you looking like I'm goofy? I'm here to tell you right now. God put you through things to prepare you to handle life at the next level. So don't ask God to promote you somewhere or give you something because he knows you can't carry the weight. You can't pick the weight up until he prepares you Give you strength to prepare it. Come on now. If you're going through something, you know what you ought to do right now and say, thank you, God. I don't know what you're fixing to give me, but I know one thing. I'm feeling some resistance right now, and I'm going to receive everything I got because I know when I get there, it's going to be better than I got right now. Come on. God's got more for you. I said, God's got more for you. I said, God's got more for you. Making sense? He spoke this strong to me. Without resistance, you cannot handle the weight. You see, there are events, like I said, me and my wife been through death. Never imagined, I said it before, never imagined a deal with the death that is my mom and dad. Never did it. And I still have people today said, I don't know how you handle it. Well, truthfully to you, I don't know how I handled it. I only trusted in God. I had people's prayer and people's support. Had a great wife who encouraged me. We faced death, physical challenge. Never imagined, 56 years old, never been, never been in a trauma unit, never been in an ambulance in my life, never been in an ambulance. In, in three weeks, I was in an ambulance twice. Never being humiliated. Oh, my God. I mean, you know how they do in the trauma union. You know, go, Jesus. 30 people, you know, around you. And I, I'm embarrassed. And I'm saying, cover me up. We can't. I said, cover me up. This is immodest. Sir, I know. Uh, it, come on. 
Let's be real. You go through things and you, you, you go, oh, God, help me. And you deal with situations. But, but I'm here to tell you, God allows us to go through things to move our spirits and our anointing to a greater height in Him. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost tonight, some of you are bearing, I feel my Jesus, you're bearing some things right now that you're getting ready for a greater anointing. You think you're anointed right now? When you get through facing what you're facing and you come out of it, you're going to be greater anointed than you've ever felt. I'm here to tell you, shrieks coming to you. Shrieks coming into your life right now. It's coming to you. I don't know how I can bear it. You hang on. You keep fighting. You keep resisting because God is building your strength. Physical challenges, financial challenges, family and life, problems with your children. You never thought you'd imagine. I told the God of the day, if I knew some things now and his kids, I'd offer him as a sacrifice as Isaac. Y'all laughing. You wait till yours get older. You'll remember this. Ain't that right, Brother Eddie? <laughs> Ain't that right, Brother Roy? Such a bad. You ask some of you ask some of these grandfathers and grandmothers, you ask them. Ask them. They'll tell you, you'd never imagine the resistance you go through. But I have learned through everything I went through, I obtained something from God. You see, through the process of them all, it gave me strength to carry to the next weight. This year, I'll be honest, before God and my wife will stand up, we have never in our life faced so much continual onslaught as we have since January, it's been one onslaught after another. And I'm going, my God, I don't know where you carrying me to, but I'm on the ride and I ain't letting go. I said, I'm going to hang on. Sometimes I thought I'd get knocked off. Sometimes it hit me to my knees, but I got back up. But I can look back on what I've been through in the last few months. It's gave me strength and wisdom how to look out for the next thing. It'll teach you, Brother Steve. It'll teach you, Brother Scott. It'll teach you. The Lord began to speak to me about this tonight. It got me some, it got me through some things I never thought I'd get through. But you know, it gets me sometimes. People face events and they look at you like they're the only one that's gone through it. I've talked to some lost their parents. They're crying, oh God, it's hard. I don't know how you know I'm going. Well, Jesus, you don't think I know? I lost both of mine in one day. So don't be shedding your tears like you're the only one who lost a parent. There's a lot of us who lost parents, have we not? I don't care if you lost one, it's horrible. I don't care if you lost two, it's horrible. But when you lose two at one time, it's a gut puncher. So don't look at me like you ain't never been through crying. Sometimes people just want attention for themselves. They want to cry like, oh, get attention. I ain't got time for that. It's a painful thing when you lose somebody you love. Come on. I have asked God many times, but I know the word of God, know the voice of God. Through it all, through everything I've been through, 
He's risen me and raised me up spiritually and gave me greater wisdom through life because of the things I went through. God sent me here tonight with this word to tell you some of you are feeling resistance so hard. It's not that God ain't heard you. It's not that God ain't listening to you. It's God allowing you to feel resistance to build your strength for the next level that he has for your life. You're headed to a new place with God. Do you think it gets easier? It don't get easier. Paul told the Corinthian church, the reason you are where you are, you refuse to, to take what I've given you. When you refuse to go through and take it as street builders, God cannot move you. He can't move you to the next level. You hear me? Getting, you, you, the Bible said you got to pull out. Understand this. The Bible said Joseph got pulled out of the pit. He was in the pit. He didn't have to climb out. They pulled him out. They pulled him out. You see, but, but traveling three months behind an ox cart, ox cart, tied like a slave for three months, that was hard. He didn't understand. I guarantee that young boy didn't understand. 17 years old. I had a dream from God that I would be above my family and they would bow to me and I'd be their leader. But now I'm tied behind this ox cart going across the desert. I mean, he's there. He's going through something. He's feeling resistance, traveling that long. and heads into Egypt. Each level gets harder. Won't you listen to me right now? You listen to me. Each level gets harder. So if you're satisfied right where you are with a good comfortable cushion on your hiney and a good hallelujah, and that's all you want, you're going to stay right there. But all of you that desire more, get ready. It's going to get harder. I, I, it's going to get hard. Well, you can get on Facebook. You can tell everybody to pray for you and get you out of it. I'm here to tell you. Jesus said in the last days, it's not going to get no easier. It's going to get harder. The devil's going to get more wicked and wicked. My God, how much wickeder can it get? It ain't going to surprise me within two years what else is going to come out. It's not going to surprise me tomorrow what comes out. I'm here to tell you now, the devil and the world's going to fight us through everything he can to re cause resistance against us, but God's going to use that resistance to grow us, to put us where he desires for us to be. Can I tell the church? My God, I'm feeling it now. Can I tell the church, he put us here to be a light on a hill. He put us here to be a witness to the world. He put us here to be a powerful institute to reach the lost and dying world. And everything that comes against us is the will of God. So if you're just going to throw the towel in and hang up because... Your kids have acting up. You just well as the backslide. Go get you some beer right now. Well, I'm going to quit because my kids are acting up. Bye. Going to hell. Because I'm here to tell you now, they're human beings. They're flesh. 
Guess what? You make me want to drink one sometimes. The way you act. But God gave us grace and mercy, so have grace and mercy with them. Hold on. You got to understand, God wants me to help somebody. Your resistance is not an enemy to you, it's a help to you. I said, it's a help to you. Some pray against resistance. Why don't you live through the resistance and you gain from it? Why don't you just live through it and gain from what you're feeling and from what you're going through? Some cannot handle little problems on the job. Joseph finds himself on an auction block, saying of God, on an auction block. He did not expect that when he got to Egypt, they would strip his clothes off of him, put him on an auction block, and auction him off like an animal. He was feeling the resistance was coming against him. But through it all, God was forming him to be the man for the time that he needed him to be. My God, I feel like right now God's trying to form the church. I said God's trying to form the church to be what we need to be at the right time. Come on. God's hearing us. He ain't turned on us, but he's trying to move us to the next phase. My God. Some events God sends us through to change our attitudes. Okay, I don't know about you, but when I go through something, it affects my attitude. And I'll tell you right now, I am more careful about life. I thank God every day. When I get up in the morning, God hears me. I say, thank you, God, for allowing me to walk. God, I don't take it for granted no more. I don't take it. There'll be a time. I didn't know. They just said, I don't know if he's going to walk good or not. I don't take it for granted. I get up, Brother Chase, and I said, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to walk. We get up and we take life for granted. You can laugh if you want to. I don't take, I don't take it for granted me getting to eat and my digestive system works right. You laugh. You ain't been through it. You've been through it. You say, thank you, God, that I can eat and my body works like it needs to. It performs like it needs to. You'll start thanking God for it. Come on now. You'll start praising him for it. Joseph, listen to me. Some events God puts us through to change our attitudes, to change our appreciation, to change our spirit. Joseph goes into Potter's house. He served 10 years. All that time, he was learning how to manage. It was God's will. He stayed 10 years. So why don't you keep complaining? Quit complaining. Where you at been so long? Maybe when you, when you learn what God's trying to teach you where you are, then, then he can promote you to the next level of life. I'm here to tell you, 
I heard the voice of God speak this to me for this night and for this church. You can sit there and take everything you're feeling your life resistant. Oh, my kids ain't acting right. Life ain't treating me right. All this happening. You can be a baby if you want to. But all you precious saints of God that are taking that resistance to add it to your life to grow, I'm here to tell you now, when you get that strength that you're going through what God's sending you through, God's going to open the door and promote you in your life. He's going to promote you to the next level and the next phase. How many feels that in your life? How many feels it in the Holy Ghost? I know what you're talking about. I feel it. Some wants to move to the next level of life, not even ready. They want to have things in their life. They're not even ready to handle them. They haven't learned how to be faithful in tithing and offering. They're not faithful there. Even, even, even they pro- procrastinate, get late all the time. You don't have a prayer life, or you don't read the word steady enough. No fasting a lot, but you want God to move you to the next level. How can He? He knows. He knows how much weight you're you're able to bear. Come on, while you where you are, what you take in determines where you go next. That's why Paul told the church, you haven't been eating what I fed you. You haven't taken in what I've given you. Joseph had to go through this period in life to give him managing skills for the next move. Not only was he in Potiphar's house for 10 years, Potiphar's wife, hear this in the Holy Ghost, Potiphar's wife lied on him. Tried to seduce him every day. Come on. While you where you are right now, There'll be spirits and people trying to seduce you to give up on God, give up on faith, and just quit believing God. There'll be people doing that. But I'm here to tell you now, don't you give up on God's purpose. You're a child of God. God's ordained you for a next level, for another place. Come on. Joseph was lied on by Potiphar's wife. After 10 years, and you get this, get this, get this. The wrong that was done to him moved him to the next phase. You ready? When Joseph, his wrong, say my wrong. Your wrong can move you to the next phase. This is what makes come. When Joseph got to prison, is anybody getting anything? This was for me. This message was for me. It helped me up, boy. Woo. Man, it, it got me it got me going. Man, I'm telling you, Brother Steve, it got I mean, it got Brother Scott. Brother, I'm telling you, it got me. I'm going, woo. Come on. My wife and I were talking about it the other day, boy. I keep things down on my calendar. I, I keep I keep a calendar. Everything event goes on. Man, I was looking at the other day, I go, Jesus, I don't like this month. I don't like this year. I don't like this year. It's been tough. But you know, when Joseph got to prison, in Genesis 39, 22, get this. Look what happened to Joseph. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. God gave him favor. 
Now, Brother Jim, do you think it was a heavier weight each time he moved from the auction block? The Lord added, said, okay, you handle the auction block. I can put you in Potiphar's house. He gave a little bit more weight. Oh, you can handle this weight now. Let me put you in prison. Now you can handle prison now. Now, yeah, now you're ready for it. Come on now. Now you're getting strong enough. The keeper, the Joseph, gave Joseph the power of the prison. God will not promote you if you're always resisting resistance. God will not promote you if you're always resisting resistance. He will not. But you hear me. Joseph endured through it all and took it all in. Paul said, if you take it all in, you'll be prepared for what you need to face. Come on. Joseph did. Joseph found favor because he stayed faithful. Genesis 39 through 4 through 6 tells it. Your growth depends on how good you manage where you are. Let me go to Matthew 25. I'm going to close. Matthew 25. Jesus gives a parable. For the kingdom of heaven is a man traveling in a far country who called his own servant and delivered to him his goods. Look at this, church. And under one he gave five talents, another two, another one. Every man, according to several ability, and straightway took his journey. Every man he gave that could handle what he gave him. Then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same that made him five more talents. Then you see, likewise, he that received the two did gain other two. Then, but he that had received one talent went and digged it in the earth and hid it. He couldn't even handle that one talent. Come on, you got to be able to handle what God gives you before you grow. In closing, your growth depends on how good you manage where you are. Here we go. God's no respect of a person. You're the only one determines your growth. In the last few weeks, I've given you tools from the Word of God. I've told you what prayer do, what fasting to do, what the Word of God to do. i told you what tithing to do. If you don't tithe, you're a thief. If you don't tithe, then you're saying, you've got to understand, them tithe are holy. God said they're holy things unto Him. They belong to Him. When you think you can take God's tithe and say, I'll manage it, you done lost your mind. Those tithes, will curse your life if you keep them in your house. It'll curse your marriage. It'll curse your health. Well, I feel the Spirit don't believe it. Go ahead and keep, keep on eating them chips on that tithe. Keep buying, them, buying that stuff. Keep, pay your direct TV on tithes. He'll, that devil will set you up. You'll be hooked on stuff and it'll ruin your life. God uses the enemy to fight in his battle sometimes. But understand this, there are some that don't think managing their life profits anything. But in the Word of God, Sister Lynn, it profits everything. Now hear me as your, as your pastor. Hear me now. If you're feeling resistance, which I know a lot of you are, in all parts of your life, quit taking it as God ain't heard your prayer. And quit taking it. Quit taking it as you are the will of God. You need to stand up and receive everything in your life, your free resistance, and put in you 
We're here to cause you to grow to where God can move you to the anointed place to where he wants to carry you. I know for me to be better all the time I'm praying, help me grow, help me grow. And when I ask God to help me grow, He's going to see me through resistance. Why do I want to stay the same when I got more? If the gym was easy, <laughs> we'd have to have appointment times to get there. But I promise you before God, it ain't that easy. It ain't that busy. People ain't lined up when I go in the morning time and packed it out where I can't find a place to work out. I promise you it ain't. Because you know why? People don't like to feel resistance in their body. Don't like to feel the pain and the agony that going over and over to work that body. But I'm here to tell you, God, I know when I go through things, you're trying to prepare me for the next level, the next stage of anointing. And I thank you for it. Can we give God a praise for what he showed us? Can you stand to your feet, saints? Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for listening. How many can lift your hands honestly and say, Pastor, I heard the word and it was for me. Let's love him right now. Let's lift our hands and love him. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the spirit. Thank you, God, for the hearts of the saints of God. I pray tonight, God, that you speak, God, in their heart with this word and sow the seeds. And I plead your blood over it, God, where to manifest in their life. Help them tonight, God. Help them tonight. Help them, God. Help them, God, to understand what I gave them from you. God, it's burned in my heart. It's even helped me, God, as I studied and heard your voice. Bless these great people tonight. Almighty God, I pray in Jesus' We pray today that this word has blessed you, ministered to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.